welcome to the Web Policy Talk podcast recorded live at the Impact and Policy Research Institute Impri New Delhi Good morning everyone to in in South Asia welcome to Impri Web Policy Talk and the series the state of economic development in South Asia hashtag #econdev discussion uh, in South Asia I Ritika Gupta assistant director at Impri welcomes you to the program I request professor day to take over the proceedings thank you professor day yes sir is going on sir please go ahead uh, so good morning everybody and also happy new year 2021 we are assembled again uh, to have a on the tourism series as all of you know that under impact policy research institutes eco development discussion banner Uh, regarding the status of development of south asian region uh, we are having a series of discussions by various experts on different aspects of the economy like uh, trade that has been devastated during the covid-19 situations rural development and agriculture and the policies they are on in historical aspects of the development of various countries in south asia like india bangladesh uh, sri lanka nepal bhutan and so on also we have addressed the despite uh, or apart from the international trade aspects the environmental sustainability disaster management financial inclusion um, then architectural uh, matter related to the environmental and energy sustainability in bhutan and so on so in in regard to that another important aspect that was left out from our discussions that has been taken up and will be addressed today by Uh, Dr. Mahasika Disanayake, who is a faculty of tourism and hospitality management in Rajarata University of uh, Sri Lanka. As all of you know, tourism till the 2019, it was one of the fastest growing industries in the world, and that has contributed or has been contributing to all the economies from in the range of five to ten percent of the GDP of various countries and. And, and there is a series of linkages through which it generates employment in various sectors not only in the transport and uh, hotel and hospitality businesses but also various other sectors that has been benefited but during this covid-19 situations the worst affected across uh, the economies are the tourism sector and still now that has been continued despite some of the tourism sectors have been opened by various countries like in, in northeast india kadiranga has been opened and since october a few thousand people have been visited and still it is continuing still we have seen the the, the occupancy of various hotels even not barely 10 to 20% across the countries 
So that is one indicator that transport sectors are totally uh, come to a halt. And there is an estimation that the tourism sector has gone back to 20 years, that is two decades backward. And it will take another two decades to bring back to that level at par which was existing in 2019. And the countries which are much dependent on the tourism, like the small countries, Sicils, Maldives, even Sri Lanka, uh, to some extent India, Thailand, many, many such countries are worst affected and their economy as well. So here, uh, Sri Lanka, which is also a great beneficiary of the tourism sector has seen this uh, uh, this um, uh, this downfall of the tourism sector so the mahasika the sanayak we expect will give an account of how tourism sector has been uh, changed during this and with this new normal situation how it can be revived so as to bring back to the normalcy of the tourism sector at the earliest so in this uh, case uh, to give a brief account of our is a faculty of the tourism and hospitality management de uh, department in the Rajaratar university as i told earlier in sri lanka also simultaneously is a visiting faculty of the university Kozelda college of Anuradhapura. And he did her PhD on this impact of content characteristics of uh, online reviews of the travelers' hotel booking uh, intention with special reference to the inbound travelers visiting Sri Lanka. So all of us also, some to some extent, as a, as a normal person, acquainted with this, when we book our any hotel, we go by the travelers review report and by using that we also uh, that uh, we we go for the booking of various hotels when we visit particular place so it has a good impact and she did some good work on that very nice she was awarded uh, professor Geoffrey lloyd uh, gold medal award for her best performance in the department of the same university in 2004-5 and he also uh, contributes uh, to the uh, to the various international national journals uh, significantly published a number of articles and he also delivered various lectures in different uh, forum at national and international level so in this today policy talk um, uh, we, we we look forward to hear her and get some clue that how to revive the tourism not only in sri lanka but also uh, the surrounding countries or whether any cooperative um, uh, mechanism can be developed to revive the international tourism in the whole region as well, whether any packaging can be done. So with these few words, I invite Dr. Mohasika uh, to deliver her lecture. And that um, also I, in the beginning, I would like to Thank to the discussants who are present, our Professor Elias Hoshen, I think, Dr. Professor Rekhanianti, and, and some more. I think Dr. Raghubir Vista is also there, Dr. Orjun, Dr. Simi, Mehta, so all of them and the other participants. Now, Professor Mehasika, please go ahead. The floor is yours. Right. Thank you so much, Utpal sir. And uh, yes. Dr. Mahesh why don't you go ahead? Yeah, uh, thank you very much, Professor.
before moving into my session, I would like to uh, take this opportunity to extend my sincere gratitude uh, for inviting me this session, uh, which is which is high time we uh, talk these things because the world is now moving to new normal situation. Therefore, we have to uh, prepare ourselves to uh, uh, face the scenario in a new normal situation. We have to prepare ourselves, we have to uh, uh, forecast some uh, uh, changes of behaviors or maybe prospects. And also we need to uh, think about the strategies or policies that we are going to apply in this new normal situation. So therefore, I think this is a very much important thing that uh, State of Economic Development in South Asia and uh, IMPRI, uh, it's a very good initiative that you have done and uh, uh, Professor Utpal, Dr. Arjun and Dr. Chakraborty, thank you very much for uh, joining me for this uh, valuable uh, information sharing session. So uh, I'm to start my uh, presentation in here. Basically, I'm going to focus on uh, a brief uh, introduction on uh, how the uh, COVID-19 has been affected on uh, global tourism industry and then I'll talk about uh, uh, Sri Lanka tourism industry and then uh, this is the most important part how the uh, uh, tourism industry or the uh, travel behaviors will be changed in uh, this new normal situation especially in the recovery period of uh, COVID-19 and also some uh, recovery and resilience strategies that we can apply and the, the Sri Lankan government uh, has uh, already applied some of these policies or strategies but uh, apart from that i have included some more as well and also in globally uh, world tourism organization has given some global guidelines to the entire uh, tourism sector how uh, they're supposed to uh, uh, take actions take initiatives in this recovery stage in a responsible way in a sustainable way this is the most important thing and uh, these are the uh, this is the outline that I'm going to uh, focus on this uh, session. So uh, I told you this is a uh, uh, when it comes to a COVID nineteen outbreak. As a result of that, uh, the tourism and hospitality industry is among the uh, most severely affected industries in the world, not, not only in Sri Lanka, not only in Asia, but in globally, that, that is the mostly affected industry. And it is stated that uh, tourism industry accounts for 10% uh, of global GDP. And uh, like millions uh, of jobs uh, in uh, 2019, and the international tourist arrivals declined by 60% to 80 percent in uh, 2019 according to world tourism organization which, uh, which is again a kind of a huge impact and also uh, a loss of uh, 910 billion us dollars to loss of one uh, 1.2 trillion us dollars in export revenues from tourism uh, was uh, occurred in again nine, uh, 2020 right and also uh, 100 to 120 million direct jobs at risk and majority would be in Asia. So we are uh, in this situation. And also it is believed that uh, uh, one out of 10 uh, 
people are directly or indirectly depend on the tourism industry. So it's a very uh, huge impact in uh, when it comes to global situation. And as uh, Professor Utpal said, it will take a kind of a long period of time to get back to its uh, normal situation. So uh, this is the uh, global scenario and uh, in that information, I would like Sri Lankan tourism. Uh, when it comes to Sri Lanka, it's, it's an island nation, which is uh, spread spread across very uh, limited geographical area, but uh, tourism plays a very uh, huge role in uh, Sri Lankan economy. It, uh, it is the third largest uh, foreign exchange earner after remittance and the apparel. So, uh, and uh, basically uh, around 5% contribution to the uh, national economy and also 11% of employment opportunities is created through this tourism industry in Sri Lankan economy. And also, uh, when it comes to uh, the employment sector, uh, the population out of uh, 22 million population, uh, 2 million people are directly, indirectly, formally or informally engaged in tourism industry in Sri Lanka. So uh, with this situation, with the uh, COVID-19 outbreak, most of these people are uh, severely affected, negatively affected and uh, they are having kind of a tough time surviving uh, in this industry. And uh, uh, the country is uh, blessed with many uh, cultural and natural attractions. Here I have included few uh, attractions where, uh, which are famous among both uh, domestic and international travelers. When it comes to uh, Jaffna, Jaffna is uh, one of the uh, major cities in Sri Lanka and was suffered uh, nearly 30 years of uh, civil war. But immediately after uh, 200, uh, sorry, uh, 2009, immediately after the uh, end of the civil war, Jaffna was a, a kind of a booming destination and now it is very much uh, popular among domestic and international travelers. If we uh, come down with uh, in this eastern coast, you can see the Trincomalee, Arugambe, which are very famous uh, for uh, coastal tourism and some uh, surfing and uh, whale watching likewise. And again, Mirissa, very famous for whale watching. And Gol, beach tourism is uh, very much popular areas. And when it comes to again Nigambo, Again, another uh, one of uh, famous destinations in Sri Lanka where uh, the fishing villages, beach tourism, and uh, some colonial uh, ruins, Dutch uh, forts or churches can be uh, seen in this area. And Kalpitiya, again, very much uh, uh, famous among uh, both domestic and international travelers. And when it comes to central part of the country, Anuradhapura, and uh, this is where my university is located. And then uh, uh, when we move back to Polonnaruwa again uh, for heritage tourism and many uh, cultural attractions are there along with the uh, natural attractions. And Sigiriya again unofficially it's believed it's one of the world. And again, Dambulla 
uh, Kendi, Morelia Hill Country is been famous around, uh, among uh, international tourists, also uh, domestic tourists as well. So these are few of um, uh, attractions in Sri Lankan uh, tourism uh, sector. With that, uh, however, in uh, 2019, uh, these are the uh, famous destination. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, source markets of Sri Lankan uh, tourism sector. As you can see, India, United Kingdom, China, Germany, and France were the uh, tourist source markets for Sri Lankan uh, tourism sector. However, in uh, 2020, uh, in March, Sri Lanka suspends tourist arrivals from all countries. So from uh, downwards, we In and on the other hand, certain source markets this uh, have been severely affected by COVID-19 outbreak. So when it comes to uh, 2020, even if we uh, have like uh, the first three months that we uh, avoid uh, international tourism, international tourist arrivals, we had. Uh, United Kingdom, Russia, Germany, China, France, Australia, United States, Britain, and Canada. Now, these are the top countries uh, in first quarter in 2020. See, uh, in this table, again, I have just mentioned uh, the uh, international tourist arrivals into Sri Lanka in 2019 and 2020 as well. In this you can identify how the uh, industry, uh, I mean, uh, international tourism have been uh, different months in uh, 2019 and also this, uh, this uh, is the attack uh, in uh, 2019 in month of April and uh, gradually we were uh, getting back into the Scenario, but situation, arrivals have been. Uh, this is the normal situation uh, when it comes to tourism, and uh, this is the COVID situation in the country. Uh, uh, Two hundred have been recorded, and total confirmed cases were. 43,299. As I told you, the world is moving uh, into new normal situation. The world is slowly recovering, or at least we are getting used to the new situation. Right? So we need to have some uh, uh, policies or some strategies, some actions to be taken. And here I have mentioned some of the uh, initiatives that the Sri Lankan government has uh, taken uh, uh, to, uh, to ensure the survival of the uh, tourism industry stakeholders. Uh, these, uh, these things uh, that have been already initiated by the government and uh, since we are having very limited time period, but uh, my uh, prime concern will be going on this uh, 
dangers of tourism prospects or how the tourists or travelers are going to behave in a new normal situation or how the tourism stakeholders should prepare in this uh, new situation. That is my uh, prime focus in uh, today's lecture. So it is uh, expected that in a new normal situation, uh, safety, health, and hygiene will be a prime concern. We know that when it comes to the earlier stage, when people are uh, about to travel or visit a destination, there are many things that they concern on. But uh, this one would be the prime concern in new normal situation. And most interestingly, uh, the majority of the people will even pay a premium price if they are ensured that this particular establishment or uh, the destination is having uh, the relevant reliable protocols to ensure the safety health and hygiene of the uh, travelers and the local community and also uh, all the stakeholders in the industry so uh, this would be uh, the the prime focus of anyone who's going to set policies or set strategies to overcome this situation. And also, as a result of that, the governments or regulatory bodies will impose many rules, regula regulations and protocols to be followed uh, by the establishments. And these establishments, that mean the hotels, travel agents, or any other uh, tourism service providers, they are obliged to provide these type of facilities. For an example, in here I have mentioned uh, mandatory room disinfections or maybe hand sanitizers in mostly visited points or maybe complementary items, uh, face mask, hand, sanitize, hand sanitizers likewise. These things would be uh, taken into uh, consideration in this uh, scenario. And also, uh, the travelers will uh, may, uh, highly focus on whether that particular service providers are giving uh, these type of facilities as well. Maybe free cancellation, uh, flexible uh, pre-sale bookings, or insurance coverage, especially when it comes to uh, uh, transport and travel sector. Uh, they, they will be uh, having these prime concerns. So establishments or the uh, uh, hotels, they need to uh, pay attention on these uh, type of facilities as well. And also, sustainability, that is the uh, highest uh, or the prime concern in this new normal situation because this crisis has uh, taught us a big lesson uh, when it comes to uh, the environment and uh, environmental conservation and the things therefore the sustainability uh, must no longer be a niche part of tourism but it should be a norm in uh, every tourism related activities so the people uh, the, the local communities the travelers and the stakeholders they all to they all have to uh, be responsible that they are engaging in uh, sustainable tourism activities, which can be uh, economically, socially, or envir environmentally sustainable tourism models should be introduced and should be followed. And also, the next one would be 
Generally, uh, the majority of the travelers, tourists, will avoid crowded places where a large number of people are gathered in one particular destination. Instead of that, they will go for some uh, environmental friendly outdoor activities where they can have a kind of a uh, quiet and uh, Instagram worthy experience because most of the uh, travelers in these days, especially millennials, they are focusing on uh, taking photographs and uh, posting them in social uh, social media, Instagrams likewise. So they will think about those aspects more, avoiding these type of uh, crowded places. So as a Policymakers, we need to think about this behavior and how we are going to cater these facilities and how we are going to uh, make sure that this happened in a sustainable way. And uh, next thing is uh, probably the travelers will travel in smaller groups rather than uh, traveling in very large groups like uh, uh, cruise ships. There are uh, thousands of thousands of travelers are traveling together, but uh, this will be uh, avoided. Instead of that, people they will tend to travel with their close friends or family members, so they have their uh, they have this kind of a secured feeling that if something goes wrong, they know that with whom they are uh, engaging with. Therefore, uh, this. Is seen in your normal situation. It is expected, and also uh, slow tourism. As a result of that, uh, with the uh, fast spread of the uh, uh, COVID virus, coronavirus, people tend to uh, uh, avoid this type of. Uh, uh, what is called uh, high moving places instead of that they will go for uh, one particular destination and they will stay there for a longer period of time maybe some weeks or months which is called slow tourism in that they will get a very good uh, opportunity or chance uh, to engage in local lifestyles to ex experience local lifestyles or local cultures and get to know each other very well with a very limited number of people. So uh, this would be a great uh, prospect in a new normal situation. And again, along with that, maybe homestays or maybe community-based tourism activities will be of higher demand in this situation. Uh, this is the most important part. The technology will not be uh, an option anymore. Because we know that in earlier situation, te technology, of course, it's playing a very uh, uh, vital role, but it was not essential. But in this new normal situation, it would be an essential uh, for all uh, travelers. It doesn't matter whether they are millennials or not. So they all have to be familiar with the technological features or technological advances that the hospitality and tourism industry is going to apply. Uh, and they have to cope up with the new situation. Maybe some, uh, I have included some examples, self-check-in facilities, contactless payment methods, mobile apps, virtual tours. These will be playing a huge role in new normal situation.
Next one is uh, probably uh, it is believed that uh, the international tourism will not be recovered uh, as fast as domestic tourism. But in uh, but when it happens uh, at the initial stage, the direct flight or direct connectivity to destination would be of uh, higher demand instead of uh, they will uh, they will try to avoid uh, transit flights so that they can uh, they can uh, minimize the contact or lower the possibility of transmissions therefore uh, direct flights to destinations or uh, direct connectivity would be in there with a high demand from the uh, travelers in this new normal situation so the airlines they have to be prepared for this uh, scenario and also, I told you, even, even if the tourism is going to be recovered in very slower phase, the domestic uh, tourism sector uh, will be playing a, a vital role in that recovery phase because at, at the very initial stage, people will not tend to travel across uh, borders. Therefore, instead of that, they will uh, tend to travel within their uh, country and uh, as a country, as a government, as the regulatory bodies, uh, there uh, can be many policies or strategies to be initiated to attract many more domestic travelers. So the, uh, the industry stakeholders can gradually recover from the situation and many governments in the world, they have taken uh, many strategies, for an example, in France, they are having a kind of a promotional campaign, which is called in this summer, I uh, travel France. So the, the French people, they tend to travel in uh, France only. Likewise, uh, the, the government and the regulatory bodies and the uh, service providers may have many uh, incentive programs initiated to attract many more uh, domestic uh, travelers. So that would be a good strategy new normal and the next thing is the crowd management crowd management is very much important because with this uh, pandemic situation social distancing and other uh, the responsible behaviors of the travelers is uh, very much important therefore this crowd management is uh, important and the smart tourism uh, can be a great help for when it comes to crowd management uh, smart tourism is uh, using uh, uh, communication and information technology uh, when uh, people are traveling. So for an example, if it is a mobile app, uh, people can, uh, if something happens, government or the regulatory bodies, they can uh, trace the uh, information. Where, are the, where are that particular person or the a tourist has visited and how long they have spent that destination likewise. So when it comes to a uh, crowd management, smart tourism can be a very good uh, assistance uh, to the crowd management. Apart from that, tourist police uh, would be playing a vital role in that scenario as well. So uh, in, uh, this, uh, in this situation, with this uh, new normal situation, these type of behaviors, these type of trends or prospects can be expected and it's uh, in some destination it's being already happened. So uh, these are uh, some of the uh, strategies or the policies or the activities that can be initiated uh, 
in order to uh, ensure the health, safety, uh, security of all the stakeholders in the tourism industry, not only the travelers, but also the local communities and the other service providers as well. So the first one is rebuilding consumer trust and confidence is very much important because uh, in, in the uh, uh, changes of in their behaviors, we know that probably they will go for uh, highly uh, the establishment which uh, practiced safety and uh, security regulations properly, reliably. Therefore, we need to have this uh, to be applied and I'm in here, I'm going to explain a few of the uh, initiatives that have been taken by the Sri Lankan government. Uh, in, uh, the first one is introducing a comprehensive operational guideline with health protocols. That is uh, this operational guideline uh, that includes many more uh, rules and regulations and the things, procedures, policies that have to be followed by uh, tourism service providers and also by the tourists and even the local communities. By uh, following this guideline, uh, the, the relevant stakeholders can a very good idea about how they uh, should comply with in a new normal situation, ensuring the safety. And the uh, next one is issuing COVID-19 safety compliance certificate for hotels by Sri Lanka Tourism Development Authority. That is also uh, done with the collaboration of uh, international uh, audit firms. They will audit uh, the rele relevant uh, entities, uh, the uh, service providers, and uh, after the inspection, uh, that uh, certification will be offered. If, if they are satisfied with the uh, regula regulatories or the initiatives that particular establishment has taken to ensure the safety and uh, security of the guest, it will be offered and the first round of the inspection will be uh, done at the uh, cost of the government. The, the, the government will bear the cost of the uh, first inspection. And time to time they will do audits to make sure that they are complying with the relevant protocols. And this is the certificate offering to these uh, service providers. And also uh, all inclusive Sri Lanka tourism app. This one is also uh, is very much important. Now uh, the, the, the first edition of the app is uh, already developed and uh, uh, getting uh, permission. Uh, I mean, the cabinet approval is being uh, uh, done. And uh, in, in that uh, people or the travelers can, uh, uh, we can trace the travelers. And travelers also can, in case of an emergency, they can contact the police or they can uh, use some Google Maps or maybe some cancellations, buying tickets, reservation, everything can be done through the apps and also their information will easily can be collected. So this uh, tourism app uh, would be playing a vital role in new normal scenario in Sri Lankan tourism industry. And also working closely with the Ministry of Defense. This is also very much important because uh, uh, even uh, with the general uh, 
scenario, the Ministry of Defense played a vital role uh, in uh, controlling the spread of uh, COVID-19 uh, virus in the country. Therefore, their help can be taken again when it comes to uh, tourism sector as well. So again, uh, and apart from them, uh, the, the police tourists, their cards can be increased and uh, their help, their assistance also can be uh, widely used. Uh, again, uh, a safe travel stamp, which is issued by uh, World Travel and Tourism Council. Uh, Sri Lanka is one of the uh, first few countries uh, which received this uh, stamp where uh, it is ensured that the destination is safe enough to travel. So this is very much important for any country who's wishing to uh, bounce back to tourism industry to obtain this uh, safe travel stamp. So the, the potential tourists, potential travelers, they have a kind of an uh, uh, insurance that particular destination is following relevant uh, global uh, rules and regulations and protocols to prevent the spread of uh, COVID-19 virus and also uh, to ensure the safety of the tourists. Uh, from, uh, this is all about how we supposed to uh, build the trust of the travelers. And the uh, next thing is I'm going to highlight is the uh, role of domestic tourism. As we know, the international tourism will not be immediately uh, bounced back to its normal situation. Therefore, the domestic travel sector is vital. So the, uh, the government and all the other regulatory bodies should pay attention on that. And with the uh, service providers initiatives, uh, the domestic travel sector should be further uh, developed. I have included few examples uh, uh, have taken initiatives uh, to uh, increase their domestic uh, travel sector. And the next part is regional and cooperation, uh, regional cooperation towards restoration. Even, even we are going to start with the domestic tourism sector first, then gradually we will move to regional uh, tourism, regional. Therefore, this regional cooperation is very much important. The countries uh, in particular specific uh, region should get together and uh, maybe uh, set uh, new strategies uh, to overcome the situation. For that, they, there are many things that they can do. For an example, even in the South countries, we can get together and uh, have some collaborative uh, strategies put into the action. Here again, uh, we have uh, done something uh, in, in Sri Lankan tourism. Uh, a bilateral meeting was held with the Indian ambassador Sri Lanka to look at new avenues for partnerships to invite tourists from India. Even, even we know that India is playing a vital role in uh, Sri Lankan tourism industry. Therefore, their contribution would be uh, very much important. And also, again, another thing that uh, uh, Sri Lanka tourism has done is 
uh, kind of uh, promotional campaigns or uh, webinar series for uh, top two operators in Pakistani uh, to explain the new situation in the country and to make sure that it is safe to travel. So uh, these type of campaigns or the uh, especially in regional wise would be very much important at the initial recovery stage. For that, we can go for establishing travel bubbles. That is uh, one of the uh, uh, widely uh, used strategies in these days. Uh, we can go for travel uh, corridors or air bridges. But uh, since Sri Lanka is, a, is an island nation, we won't be able to go for travel corridors because uh, geographically we are not connecting with any other country. But of course, we can do air bridges. So uh, with, with the neighboring countries, we can have these air bridges and uh, bring, bring back international tourism uh, to Sri Lanka. So that is also one strategy that we can uh, apply in this uh, new normal scenario. Uh, this is again uh, very much important, sharing statistics, data, and research findings, even the relevant information, even this kind of discussion sessions also playing a vital role. So people can uh, share this information, people can uh, share the lesson that they have learned. That is very much important, especially uh, the market data about uh, visitor travels, their behaviors, uh, that would be of high uh, importance, especially in new normal situation. The, patterns will be changed as even I mentioned in the previous uh, slides, these uh, new changes should be uh, aware by uh, any tourism uh, stakeholders in any country in the uh, particular region or even in the uh, global scenario. So sharing these information and uh, data is very much important among uh, and also uh, facilitating access is also playing a vital role. For an example, removing visa restrictions so the people, uh, the travelers will encourage to visit these uh, countries where, uh, where they are, uh, uh, visa restrictions are very low comparatively, uh, comparatively to other countries and also improving access infrastructure is also very much important. Even in Sri Lanka, uh, they have started uh, build up the terminal two of the Bandar Naik International Airport. So these type of infrastructure development projects are also very much important. So the, uh, the accessibility can be increased and aviation deregulations, easing border crossing formalities are also uh, can be concerned when it comes to uh, tourism. And also we can go for new source markets because uh, as we already aware, some of the uh, major source markets uh, in Sri Lanka is severely affected by uh, this uh, COVID-19 outbreak. Therefore, sometimes there can be some drawback of uh, international tourist arrivals from those countries. So we can go for some uh, new source markets uh, which are profitable, which are sustainable in future. So in here I have uh, countries uh, in uh, Asian continent, 
we can just focus uh, on uh, these countries as well in new normal situation. For an example, Japan, the outbound travel market is 18 million in uh, 2018. But uh, when it comes to Sri Lanka, only around 50,000 Japanese have been visited Sri Lanka. They are, it's a very small portion, but if we can attract a considerable portion from uh, these countries, it would be again another survival mechanism for Sri Lankan tourism. Uh, there are some other actions as well, uh, promoting niche tourism because uh, the mass demand for the mass tourism will not be as same in the new normal situation. Therefore, we can go for some niche tourism like uh, community-based tourism, likewise. And crisis communication, this is uh, very much important in this uh, pandemic uh, situation. Uh, people, they have to uh, have the right to get to reliable information. So the effective communication, effective crisis communication is playing a vital role. And also virtual tours, also playing a, a vital role in new normal situation. Even the Sri Lanka tourism, they are uh, any they have initiated some coach tours. Uh, so these are some strategies that can be applied in new normal situation. So um, these are the things I uh, mainly uh, focused on delivering in this short period of time. Uh, apart from that, as I told you from. Uh, United Nations World Travel Organization, they have uh, given some global guidelines, uh, which is called uh, the One Planet Vision for Responsible Recovery of the Tourism Sector. This, this uh, global guideline, uh, any country can just uh, uh, follow these guidelines given by the uh, WTO, and they have given these guidelines under three aspects, people, planet, and prosperity. I'm not going to uh, explain in detail, but uh, this can be in setting new strategies and policies to recover the uh, tourism industry in new normal so, uh, With that, uh, I'm going to uh, conclude my uh, lecture here. Uh, as we know, despite of this crisis, Sri Lanka and other South Asian countries have a strong competitive position in the global tourism industry with all these uh, natural and cultural assets we are having in our uh, South countries, we can uh, secure our position in global tourism industry. And uh, also strong uh, pre-COVID domestic and intra-regional uh, travel demand. We have that already. So we can get the benefit out of these and uh, we can face the new normal situation uh, successfully. Only thing that we need to do is uh, have proper mechanism uh, to restore the tourism industry, proper, uh, proper predictions and uh, proper uh, guidelines, regulations, protocols should be introduced and communicated effectively and controlling mechanisms should be there to whether these are implemented effectively or not. These are the, uh, the, the best thing that we can do in this new normal scenario to uh, recover the tourism industry.
And uh, finally, I have included some additional resources, which uh, uh, my students have done some uh, YouTube videos with industry experts from different sectors in uh, tourism, uh, hotel sector, travel sector, airlines, event tourism, and education sector. In these, in these videos, they have uh, discussed the uh, current situation and the future uh, how the future of these different sectors would be and what initiatives should be taken with the perspectives of uh, that particular industries uh, professionals so if anyone is interested they can uh, watch these videos as well so uh, uh, that's all that i'm going to uh, uh, talk today and uh, again i i am very much honored with this uh, opportunity given to me by uh, IMPRI, uh, Dr. Arjun, Professor Pearl, and Dr. Chakraborty. Thank you very much for your uh, contribution in this. Thank you very oh. much, Mr. Yes, Professor Pearl, is your connection? Uh, th thanks a lot. Now I got the connectivity so I can speak online. So again, again, thanks. Um, to Mohasika um, to give an elaborate uh, account of the uh, tourism sector in Sri Lanka and, and given an highlights of this, what is the present status. And then you started with that uh, beginning with your introduction and then uh, uh, in, a, in a general mode, how COVID-19 situation has affected this uh, to, uh, tourism sector. Then you talked about the international tourism, where you have shown that after March uh, 2020, it declined significantly, but after October, November, little bit revival you have seen. And yeah. when you have shown the percentile distribution, we saw that people from uh, India and then UK, even about one lakh from India visited Sri Lanka despite this, yeah. um, uh, these issues. And then you have given some alternative solutions on how to revive this sector. And then you uh, again gone for the, your domestic tourism. It's a, a revival situation and the steps to be taken to take it forward uh, to, uh, to, towards the normalcy like that. And, and there, uh, there, there we, we have seen that your uh, tourism sector contributes about 10% of Sri Lanka's GDP. And total employment uh, over uh, means 11 percent, isn't? So in this yes. 2020, it came down to 4 percent barely, 4.3 yes. or something you have mentioned. And total uh, tourist that is 1 lakh 90 yeah, 90 lakh 30 thousand on an average it comes. But uh, that means there's a, a drastic fall you can see. Though on an average uh, in in Sri Lanka, I see that uh, international tourists stay more than 10 days. Uh, on an average, yes. Yes. Uh, that means uh, whoever comes, they cover the whole island. So then only they go back. So in one one day, one or two sites, and then chase the uh, hotel, and again another site, and like that. So every, everybody does. When we visit Rajasthan, we do. When I go to Bangladesh, I do. Uh, people visit the Andaman, so whole island they try to cover. So it is it is similar, and 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 these are the things, and uh, you. Uh, you, there are some questions will come, so I, I will go to the first discussions, but only only some small, small questions that will come. That uh, during this new normal situations, uh, despite opening of many tourist sites, people are scared to visit. 
and and mostly the affected people are the mediocre visitors middle income group high income group still there are some uh, in india also we see that some people are visiting goa during winter some people are visiting kashmir and even uh, northeast kaziranga i see but but many of the day visitors they suffer the tourist means day visitors are their local visits the, which is more more important in your eyes that domestic tourist like uh, from guwahati whoever wants to come to silong morning they come chirapunji the highest rainfall zone in the world you know so they uh, they roam around in the evening they go back but the question is there is a border where covid testing is done so for that uh, hours are spoiled so people go back so if the times are spoiled they are then why if it is 3 days 4 days visit okay then some some uh, some matter then cost if hotels have to maintain all the protocols that you are telling the hotel cost will increase so much or otherwise they have to sacrifice their profit mm -hmm. because they are also uh, running in under capacity so uh, uh, their employment also gone down temporary people they engage in the peak season they are not employing permanent employees also many hotels they have given up only few people are working and they are uh, from the room servicing to the cooking everything are done by nowadays the same persons similarly for the transport sectors because now now some hotels they are uh, joining all these works even they are transport cars also they are providing this otherwise they cannot manage their business so together they are doing so that is one thing and 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 instead of that multiple one building several rooms where uh, chances of mixing is uh, there only cottages will work better but cottages will be again cost more for the visitors now that will come to a question about their willingness to pay so this uh, the middle income or lower middle income group people they will face this, uh, a big problem and especially the, uh, the those who are uneducated they also visit many places they only educated highly they use uh, better mobile apps this that so everybody nowadays uh, use mobile apps but that is a big big question and and that uh, and they, they and you told that for this international collaborations that means in the regional some religious tourism maybe buddhism in both india nepal uh, uh, bangladesh also some places buddhism uh, tourism is there that is a common thing in nepal also then myanmar so they can they can join and 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 then also that uh, uh, nature based tourism that is natural sites that is yes. disaster and another thing that i did after 2009 that is the after that uh, death of that prabhakaran that northern jaffna people go to see but there are many people raise question about the ethical part of it that uh, they saw how we killed in the narrations they are no so I, I, that is another uh, another question but I, uh, what is the quarantine rule in sri lanka suppose if your quarantine is for one week and one go for visiting five days or they have to visit for 10 days minimum seven days you have to stuck in a hotel and then you can visit for Convenient. next three days then a huge cost only money spoiling why people will visit only those who are very rich and they are may, those who are about 90000 you saw indian visited maybe they have their relatives there as india bangladesh in march many people gone to bangladesh or from bangladesh people came to india their relatives are, are there their family members are there and suddenly lockdown they could not go back or they could not come return from bangladesh so when they are allowed then they could return or they could go from india to bangladesh that's a problem they face but, but otherwise in general tourist 
I, I don't think that it has uh, been developed uh, that 90,000, maybe official work, they are counted as the tourists, so like that. So these are some small questions about your quarantine thing, how you manage, as in Meghalaya also, they opened here in Northeast India, that to, for the tourist it is open, but day visitors are facing this problem, so they cannot avail these facilities. Only if they have to uh, lock in the hotel, then what is the purpose of visiting that particular area? No, so scenic beauty they cannot avail. So there are these, um, uh, how to tackle, you will tell, you just jot down the questions. So along with the, the, the uh, our discussions, I, I invite first uh, uh, Professor Elias, who is, uh, who also, uh, delivered the first lecture on the government policies in regard to the agriculture and rural development with a historical background in case of the Bangladesh. So and, and that was a very beautiful and lecture and uh, the summary we have kept online also. So I invite him uh, here uh, about his experience of this tourism in Bangladesh as well on your uh, lecture to give some comment, Professor. Uh, thank you, uh, Professor uh, Utpal Kumardi, uh, uh, for uh, inviting me to uh, uh, make comments on uh, Mohishika's uh, presentation. Uh, uh, in this uh, opportunity, I also uh, like to thank uh, Dr. Orjun and IMPRI for arranging continuously this series of discussions and uh, giving us the chance to watch and uh, comment on various discussions. Uh, it's uh, 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 in fact, uh, Mahishika's uh, presentation was very good. I mean, it was uh, structured and uh, it is all inclusive. Uh, she has given a very good account of the tourism uh, sector of Sri Lanka and the uh, prospect and the way forward uh, in this new normal situation uh, because. Uh, it is important uh, uh, to say that uh, Sri Lanka is one of the countries which, which benefits more from tourism as uh, a component of uh, GDP. Uh, in the South Asian countries, uh, Maldives is a very small country, uh, but uh, the, the countries that mostly benefit from tourism are India, Sri Lanka, and Nepal. So uh, to, uh, Sri Lanka, to, uh, I have a statistics that Sri Lanka's GDP, uh, GDP in the GDP of Sri Lanka, the contribution of tourism was more than 10% uh, before the uh, COVID situation. But uh, uh, after the COVID situation, the situation, uh, uh, the, the economy uh, got shock, serious shock, especially India and uh, Sri Lanka. Uh, because of the collapse of this sector. Uh, this is uh, normal because uh, tourism is, is such a sector which is always very vulnerable to global uh, uh, economic shocks or any type of shocks. It is less stable compared to agriculture or industry. Uh, uh, so uh, speaking about Bangladesh, Bangladesh is one of the countries that is least benefited from tourism. Also, we have so many, uh, we have so many attractions in terms of uh, its natural beauty, a crisscrossed rivers, uh, the hills and hillocks, uh, the uh, 
the cultural heritage and uh, historical remnants. There are so many things in Bangladesh, but unfortunately, uh, our government could not uh, uh, develop any uh, system or could not uh, make any tourism marketing over the years. That's why uh, in our country, the contribution of tourism is only 4%. However, uh, during this COVID situation, uh, our tourism sector also has collapsed and it has rendered a lot of unemployment among the people who are uh, who are engaged in the in different sense of tourisms. But fortunately, uh, we are less harmed because our uh, tourism sector is mainly dependent on local tourists. So in Bangladesh, only we got we, we only get uh, seven percent tourists from international tourists. Uh, mostly, most of them came from China and India, and um, some from. Uh, migrant Bangladeshis from Europe and uh, America. These are also uh, regarded as international tourists. So in that sense, uh, Bangladesh is less harmed. And uh, uh, as Maheshika has mentioned, uh, as Sri Lanka uh, was getting benefited from uh, tourism from long time, uh, Sri Lanka has a, a very good structure of policies from the government, uh, from health uh, to travel to hotels to all other things related to uh, uh, tourism. But in Bangladesh, the tourism infrastructure ha is very poor. And only, uh, only uh, the places uh, where tourists mostly get, uh, the, the, the development is not, the infrastructure development is not much happened. Uh, although Recently, the government is very keen to develop tourism infrastructure uh, in the country. Uh, so what has happened that uh, up to June, July, uh, the tourism sector was totally uh, stopped and uh, some of the tourist spots were uh, completely closed. But uh, nowadays, uh, the, the, the spots are open and uh, travel ban has been lifted and almost there is no uh, restriction from uh, health or other aspects. So, uh, so local tourism has completely uh, in operation, and I think uh, local eighty percent of the local tourists, uh, uh, tourism uh, tourists uh, are, uh, are are uh, traveling to the tourist sites. Uh, this is the scenario in Bangladesh now. But uh, however, uh, uh, the international tourism. Uh, international tourists are uh, not coming in Bangladesh and um, uh, especially from India and Bangladesh, uh, India and China, we are not getting uh, international tourists. But however, local tourists, uh, tourism has started and those who were in uh, um, unemployment and uh, suffering uh, from uh, joblessness or other problems, those who are involved in tourism sector, uh, they are now already uh, started their work. So our sector is now uh, operative, uh, oper uh, operating, I think, in 80% uh, scale. So this is the situation. And uh, in, in, in case of uh, in, in regarding uh, Mahishika's uh, uh, presentation, uh, one thing uh, attracted me that she has mentioned about a regional collaboration 
of tourism because south asian countries also uh, although india and sri lanka are getting even nepal are getting a lot of international tourists but uh, from the lens of global point of view from the global lens so south asia is uh, uh, is only uh, is a region who is only attract 12% of the total tourist in the world i think so uh, although south asia is a big region and this region has lot of natural beauties and uh, cultural remnants and uh, world heritage so so many things but uh, the region as a whole is attracting less uh, tourist from the outside so uh, in that case um uh, the point as mentioned by uh, mahishika that regional collaboration uh, that is very important and uh, i uh, also she has mentioned i just uh, want to uh, ask her to uh, if she can clear that how we can uh, en enhance or strengthen uh, regional collaboration especially among the south asian countries in terms of tourism so that Uh, Bangladesh. Uh, so the, there are few tourists uh, from Bangladesh go to Sri Lanka, or very few. We get very few uh, tourists from Sri Lanka, but uh, Sri Lankan tourists uh, can um, uh, can come to Bangladesh, and there are many things uh, for the uh, uh, for their pleasure as a tourist. And uh, another thing is that uh, tourism has many components. So when Sri Lanka, when we uh, tell about Sri Lanka. uh there are some cultural things and natural things for who is uh, mostly tourist are attracted but nowadays uh, education tourism and medical tourism are also important so what if, what about the situation of medical tourism and uh, 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 education tourism in sri lanka i don't know if uh, mahishika can make it clear to uh, to us uh, for example india last year uh, india gets 60 uh 5 million uh, tourists from bangladesh mostly because of medical tourism so this is also one component of uh, attractive tourism and marketing of tourism for example uh, singapore most of the people uh, they go to uh, singapore as tourist uh, uh, for uh, also for uh, checking their health status there so this is also important so, so what I, i don't know the situation in sri lanka and uh, whether sri lanka's government is thinking or they have any policy about this so uh, i will uh, request mahashika if she make uh, some clear account of uh, these points so thank you professor utpal kumar dev for uh, giving uh, me the chance to uh, to <laughs> talk few things so with these words uh, i want to stop here thank you very much actually uh, Uh, thanks uh, professor elias uh, if you look at the medical tourism case yeah. within india itself from eastern and other zones so uh, people go to the southern part vellore and other places for the treatment <laughs> apollo so i think it is outbound in case of the silonka they may also <laughs> come there for their treatment and yeah, yeah. simultaneously visit some sites it happens yeah. like that Yeah, so yeah. Uh, and very few uh, i i do not think that from kerala another uh, tamil nadu that people go to silonka for treatment or like that even for education so it depends on the facilities and, uh, and not only that uh, regional cooperation but also the tourism attitude uh, like if you visit uh, i don't want to mention some regions people may be angry 
So if you go to a hotel, the, here the person is sitting. Ah, keep your bag there. Uh, just wait, people are coming. Yeah, and, yeah. But if you go to Rajasthan, so you don't have to do so anything. Your just car arrived before that. People are ready to take you inside and hospitality. So, hospitality. Yeah. Uh, so th that matters a lot. Language matters. What difficulty they have immediately. You go to any European hotel. When I went to visit Vienna or uh, Sweden, uh, Stockholm. So in every hotels, uh, restaurants, there are brochures. Where you want to go, how to go, people will come forward to tell. Here, everybody is busy. If you ask something, no, no, I have no time. <laughs> so that, that, that tourist friendly, the Otiti Devo Bhava, we speak, but how much we tell, that is one, how much we contribute. Similarly, providing free that brochures and easy reach, arranging car. So that matters, matters, matters a, a, lot, right? a lot. And as last time when I visited through Dauki, your Bangladesh, uh, incidentally, that customs and your um, that people immigration checking people they recognized me previous time I visited. So I did not have to do anything, sir. You tell I am feeling. Are yeah. bring tea for sir. So yeah. the, the small matter, one cup of tea is not that important, but the, the friendly atmosphere. Then he himself called a car. I uh, uh, help him reaching Silet so that they can get a timely the bus, etc., etc. So everywhere. Uh, in, within a country also some regions they are very tourist friendly so they get huge tourists in some other region they don't get so that also uh, matter so like that so now i i, I request uh, dr dipendra podial uh, who also delivered a lecture on how energy saving uh, building can be constructed sustainable energy management in bhutan uh, which is also you know that bhutan is now uh, in terms of the um, uh, that, uh, that self-satisfaction that is there uh, with less income, how people can be very highly satisfied and they, they are, that is a very good country in that way and maintaining the natural resources properly for a sustainable resource. So Dipendra Pardial, uh, please uh, give your comment. We are looking forward. I cannot see your video. Please open. Hi, hi. Ah. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Yeah. Um, good afternoon. Hi. So, um, thank you, Impri, for having me again and invited uh, for inviting me as one of the panelists. Uh, it's a wonderful, you know, it's it's a very good thing to exchange ideas. I think that's at, that's the point we are right now in, and this COVID has again, you know, re re um, uh, focused us onto more discussions. We need to discuss to make decisions to so that we grow mutually. Uh, as partners, as 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 you know, as comrades. Um, coming to Dr. Mahisika's uh, presentation, I very much like it, and then I can understand the 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 tourism sector uh, because Bhutan is also heavily dependent. The tourism sector is the highest revenue generator after the hydropower in Bhutan on the GDP. So countries like ours have been really badly struck by this COVID-19, and then. We really need to know how to go about it. Uh, currently, currently in Bhutan, we are in the second um, wave of the COVID-19, and then we are on the lockdown. So, um, the last time I was making a presentation, I was in my office. Now I'm at home, <laughs> so that's how it is. Um, but some of the things that I I really like from from uh, Mahisika's presentation, and then which I would like her to you know you to uh, ponder a little bit on is 
slow tourism, which is a very interesting concept, you know. Um, so it's, I think it's all about, uh, in my in my opinion, as a practicing architect, um, it's about how you can make the people stay longer in a place, uh, ensuring that every aspect of that community, not only the places that you visit, the entire experience is brought together. And then it's, a, you know, you give it like, as, it, as if it's a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So you give it in slow uh, and small uh, morsels, yeah? And then, so people do not get bored of it also. And that's a very good way of looking at, you know? But then uh, again, going back to what the Professor Utpal said, people as tourists would want to visit the entire nation, or the entire place in one go. And that is where I think uh, countries like our small have to really try to you know, create that, that experience that people would want to stay there and say, well, it's not about how much I go, how far I go, but what do I get from there? You know, it does it make sense to stay in any space, in an area, in a region, and experience it as a whole, or does it make sense to go to every every look and corner and just say, yeah, for your for the sake of your Instagram or for the Facebook post to say that, well, I visited this, this, and that. But what was the experience? What did you bring back? Is what I think we have to really look into. And then my perspective of slow tourism would go there. And then to let you know. Um, we have something called Build Back Stronger in Bhutan. That is a kind of movement that we are doing. So we're in, even the tourism sector right now, there are no tourists in Bhutan. We are, as I said, heavily tourist dependent. In 2019, we had almost um, 270,000 tourists who visited Bhutan, of which 71,000 were uh, international tourists. The rest were Indian tourists. So, uh, but then why did they come is one question. Will they come again is another question. When they come, what would be their attitude is another question that we have to look into. So what we are doing currently is the government is uh, trying to revive the tourism industry to build it stronger. And we are creating like hated vill villages, you know. There have been tenders out to develop some parts of Bhutan, of, of community as heritage tourism sectors. So I think that is where we are going to that. So tourism has actually we have the government has taken it positively and we are working towards it. So there are tenders being awarded. Um, design proposals have been asked for so that when that village is now developed, a tourist come to, comes into the country, he can go to that village, stay for a few days, you know, so an experience is going to be created. So that's one thing. Uh, the other that I very much like of, uh, of uh, uh, the, the approach that the Sri Lankan government is doing and from uh, Dr. Mahisika's presentation is that of creating confidence and also certifying hotels and industries so that people have confidence to go there. And that is the most important thing here. And that is what something I want to take back and then you know, reach out to people, potential, the government, the relevant agencies and say that, well, this is something that I think we missed out, you know, certification to say that, yes, we not only do audit of um, environment, of energy, of sustainability, but also of COVID protocols. And then to ensure that people say, yeah, well, I, I visited ho this hotel and I know wherever they take me to the packages, all of those destinations are safe for me and they can go back without having any worries. And I think that's a very good way. You know, that's something that I would like to take, take away from the, from the uh, overall presentation. Um, apart from there, uh, there's not much, but then I also believe that um, domestic tourism is something that every country should work towards to 
to you know to support the government as a whole to support domestic tourism because um, we need to know our own countries countries better there's so many you know things that we have not seen and that is something that we have to work towards too so that our children you know they do not talk about you know some paris france and other countries but first they talk about your country and they know yeah well i know my country well so i can reflect on what the other countries are doing you know this kind of thing this is an education and attitude change that we need to bring about and that is also very important if you want to come back stronger uh, more resilient so that in future even if there are any similar pandemics that might happen people are you know your country best and you know what to do about it um with that uh, i think uh, i'll uh, i'll put it to rest thank you so much oh thanks a lot dipendra ji so um, and and uh, as i told in the beginning that another good tourist destination also then huge number of people every year visit bhutan especially through fungsiling uh, by car also people used to go but uh, and and also i heard that in bhutan there is no horn so those who have visited from my campus they told that you cannot uh, blow horn there so they will be fined you know so uh, but, but the question is earlier uh, there was that situation that people through fungsiling indian people could take their vehicle inside the bhutan and could visit and come back and now that has been stopped they cannot take inside and they have to take uh, in your side the, your vehicle somewhere so that that was in the name of that uh, pollution and garbage all these issues but even if they take the other vehicle the same vehicle to will be plying there so same pollution will be there i, I don't know whether that has any impact on the tourist visiting bhutan or not that that i heard i i could not visit but my some of my colleagues also visited they told that we kept the car in the border and then from that side we had to hire vehicles and then another so that convenience matter only nothing else otherwise it's a very nice place i had some day i shall also go especially if you allow i shall take my car and visit so now <laughs> so it's a pleasure so now i invite dr simi simi mehta and uh, who also uh, has a good experience in this line and uh, she is feeling too much of cold but i don't think it is uh, colder than shillong uh, <laughs> at night we got yesterday minus 2 <laughs> so, <laughs> so so please uh, give Thank your you. comments on sure. her as well as uh, on the delhi sites how tourism now going on uh, please Thank go you. ahead Yeah. Thank you, Professor Day, uh, for your uh, remarks, and uh, thank you, Dr. Maheshika, for your wonderful presentation. It was so insightful. I learned a lot, and um, I would just begin with uh, um, thanking uh, Professor Elias Hussain and also Mr. Dipendra for adding to uh, doc- Dr. Maheshika's uh, lecture. So uh, I'll begin with uh, what uh, Professor Dave j- mentioned at the end right now about um, convenience uh, you know about why are uh, why are the vehicles being stopped and then the uh, vehicles of that particular area are being promoted in fact this is not just in bhutan it is also practiced in india as well if you see when you go to ladakh you have to stop your Uh, vehicles and then you have to uh, hire the vehicle of that particular area to 
move around. Maybe perhaps this is because of maneuvering. There is um, the valleys are very steep or something like that. The uh, the drivers are more experienced. Perhaps maybe we can give the benefit of doubt. And also with with respect to protecting the environment. Um, so, uh, Dr. Maheshika, I really enjoyed your lecture. And, um, uh, you know, now we have come to a point as to uh, all tourism uh, in, in India, in other parts, in Sri Lanka, as we see, and in other parts of the world is now, uh, is now, uh, has, has moved towards COVID-friendly tourism or not. So, if we are um, if we are promoting a covid friendly tourism um, uh, protecting with all pro protocols in place then uh, we are able to draw some tourists um, as in the domestic tourism in the in our country has really you know, taken uh, taken up and um, and you if you would have seen the news recently during 31st uh, new year's eve celebrations and all um, a lot of um, protocols were in place but uh, at a lot of places, uh, it was not all. It was not followed. The main case, if you see, was in Goa, the prime uh, tourist attraction in the country. So um, this is actually a failure of the system, where we are uh, bringing in tourists in the name that uh, we will be protecting you, and uh, we are taking. Um, bookings or we are uh, confirming the bookings beyond our capacity to uh, actually uh, move to move forward with uh, all the norms so this uh, and then people will will be so um, complacent in their attitude in the name of celebration then they are actually bringing um, problems for themselves and for the, for others so uh, the vantage point now is uh, whether we are uh, we are focusing on COVID protocols and then uh, having our uh, enjoyment and entertainment. Um, and then um, we all know, and you also pointed out that the aviation sector, international uh, tourism, etc., has been really hardest hit. And and nothing nothing can actually be done uh, uh, unless uh, we are really sure that um, we are able to fight fight this uh, pandemic and this is not the end of pandemics you know uh, we are seeing every day some news or the other is coming that more further dangerous disease or pandemic is uh, going to come and uh, hit the mankind so i think now uh, the stage is set for responsible tourism to uh, to take place and for this uh, human beings uh, along with um, you know, common people as well as the government have to really gear up and tourism has to uh, play an important role because uh, countries like Bhutan, your Sri Lanka, etc., they are really dependent upon, upon this in, for their uh, earnings. Uh, my uh, one submission is that what do you see uh, or, or what is the role that you see about the technology playing in terms of facilitating sustainable tourism, for example, um, use of artificial reality, uh, AR, VR, video, virtual reality, because I am very aware that in Sri Lanka, there are startups uh, who are, um, who have taken the lead in uh, providing, it was before pre-pandemic times that um, they'll provide you with all the gears and then they'll provide you, if you are going 
visiting that particular place uh, the entire story will be there they will tell you what it is so how do you see this uh, ar vr role uh, right uh, now and in the days to come uh, to facilitate because i sitting in india i would like to uh, witness uh, some good good things about um, sri lanka and the beaches and all the places that you have highlighted so uh, is this taking up very uh, you know uh, in a good good scale or uh, is it just theoretical and at a very low pace how is it happening and uh, are covid protocols being uh, uh, being in place uh, right now for domestic tourism in sri lanka because in india we have seen uh, not much success uh, has been uh, there so if you could discuss on that thank you so much so thank thanks a lot um, i think so many questions have been accumulated by masika no or yes, uh, better we shall take together and then you will respond what do you think sure uh, that would be okay Uh, okay then uh, before coming to arjun uh, as as uh, dr simi was telling that um, about that protocol and other things no that for a tourist to when visit so many protocols uh, the distance maintenance all these things but i don't know it is about the priority yeah uh, just few days back i was in calcutta i saw that in train and buses all are gathering so they are, do they not have any covid uh, means uh, they are not uh, afraid of this covid i don't know even yesterday i saw some political processions are going uh, one is jumping over another uh, thousands of people are together even many of them are without mask so it is only about opening of school and college you cannot open covid will be spread tourist cannot go hotel cannot open but political people can gather in the on the road uh, that means country's uh, priority on which the one market is also open in europe uh, first they opened the educational institute market later in india market first and uh, tax first to collection and then political <laughs> procession and election education at the last priority so uh, yeah. it depends on how you think uh, all this so you open all the tv channels you will see the all the political processions and one is jumping over another and there is a, where is to dogas duri the person who is giving lecture on the tv he himself is also party there many of them so the whom to tell so i, I think arjun uh, before coming to arjun just i want to introduce here one of my senior professor professor nm panda in commerce and management so if he can speak a few line on this how to manage the tourism in this covid situation and to revive she had spoken though you have not followed she had spoken in case of the sri lanka how it has been devastated and to revive what to do so uh, as a student of management when i visualize at the problem actually it needs a synchronization between both a macro and a micro level any program for that matter needs a political support so in the absence of a political support as my friend was telling if a political leaders those are at the helm of affairs they do not formulate a policy conducive to promotion and development of a particular industry that industry cannot develop so the point is you know conducive atmosphere at a macro level as well as at a micro level 
given the macro level situation, a great challenge is before the micro level operators. And tourism, when we are talking about a product, it is unlike other products. You know, the tourism, what we say you know, is, a sing is not a single product. You know, we are talking about leisure tourism or commercial tourism or any tourism. It is associated with many other subsidiary products like host, hospitality, okay? The custodian. Host. If the street is not clean, who would like to visit? The street cleanliness depends upon how people those are responsible for cleaning the street are cleaning. So the custodial, you know, uh, the host, even policing, police as a host, if there is no law or situation, if there is a pure psychosis in the mind of the tourist, how can he walk on the street? People, for example, leisure tourism, in order to get rid of their tiresome job elsewhere, they want to spend a couple of days where they will have peace in their mind. They will forget all the tyrannic effect of those hard work in their workplace. So when they're coming to the place of leisure, they don't like to take the burdens and ah, tomorrow there is going to be a bond. Tomorrow there is going to be a strike. My flight will be canceled. So this type of, you know, the risk and uncertainty when playing the minds of the tourists how can he dare to take a decision in favor of a particular place? So we have to see, you know, all those hosts, right from the security host to policing host to hospitality host to all, all hosts, they have to work in a congenial and in a, you know, uh, in a coordinated manner, in an integrated manner. I have seen in a government of India, a ticket bag, a two tickets bag even. When it comes to industrial promotion, number one priority is the tourism industry. Against that prioritization at the policy document, what did they do? Did they translate that priority when it comes to the works department in terms of a quality of roads? Did they transform that prioritization, when it comes to the development of a good hotels, a wide range of hotels, actually when we are inviting people from outside the tourist mass, the market that we're talking about, in that market there are so many segments. In a place like, for example, Silang, where I live, how many star hotels? And if we go for many star hotels, you will find the occupancy rate will be too low. Okay, they may not be feasible. So the scale, the scope, the size, everything, these are micro, micro level decision. At the micro level, the individual entrepreneur has to take decision, what is going to be the scale? What is going to the scope? At where, which end of the market they have to position their hotel? All these things, these are micro-level micro decisions. So coming to you know, my point, a proper synchronization is required between macro and micro-level. And if that is done, I think every state has got its own pace okay, of industrialization.
and the pace will not gallop all of a sudden. So that mindset is required. That the government level, societal level, if for example a tourist is coming, our public, if they are not cooperative, they don't extend the host attitude towards them. If they become a bit oppressive or aggressive, nobody will like to come to this place. So people at large also, they are also working as a host. So when we are talking about the entire state as a host, so many components, so many people are involved in the tourism industry. It is just not a single product, like a fridge or a fan. Okay, we have to understand the product, the core, actual, and the auxiliary products. Everything we have to understand, okay? Then only we can think of a promoting to regime in a particular state or country. Thank you very much. Thank, thanks a lot. Not only that current tourism, that experience also matters for the future incoming tourism because through the mouth, those people can transmit to their friends that what is their experience after visiting a particular place. And then uh, that helps uh, either encourage or uh, affect adversely the future tourism prospects also. These are the things that they are. So I think now uh, it is uh, last but not the least uh, because the Arjun is the host. So host always <laughs> comes to the last. So I request uh, Dr. Arjun to give his valuable comments and then uh, better Masika will yes, give her. I will I will so here in the question answer or chat today, I did not see any comment. So that will be. Yes, okay. no problem. And uh, yes. uh, I'm really thankful for Mahishika ma'am to uh, really take this topic and also enlighten us on all the development, including also the government policy and also uh, very extensively covering upon, I, I would say that a very good uh, lecture for uh, all the students and all the experts, also for lay uh, person to understand what is uh, you know going on. And uh, our land of uh, subcontinent, it's really the land of faith and knowledge we should really focus on this uh, tourism aspect as well. And uh, I would say the time is now right, as all the discussions are also saying, that South Asia in a concerted effort, like also Professor was saying right now, micro, macro level, uh, to have a world-class next generation infrastructure, which is climate resilient for the whole subcontinent and South Asia. Uh, because you know some investment coming here and the infrastructure investment be it also the digital there is a lot of gestation period uh, when it comes you know so tender and uh, everything comes up and uh, then you know things go haywire and most of the projects come uh, funding from japan china most of the places the 20 30 years so but uh, Mahishika ma'am, rightly, during her concluding slides, really raised the point of trust and confidence uh, by the state. Uh, and I think uh, uh, all the leaders in South Asia are very strong right now, and uh, they should really take up this issue that uh, how we should ensure this thing and our infrastructure should be also climate resilient because uh, it affects all of us. So. Uh, and ma'am also shared some videos. So ma'am, please share those links or your slides. We'll update it on your event page and also insert all the, I'm very keen to see what all your students have done. A very thematic, very, very interesting. Those kind of work, I really congratulate you. Very uh, uh, good thing again. And uh, I also wanted to raise two, three just points. Uh, one was that uh, 
uh, people are really ready to pay premium. Uh, that is the right case. But uh, I would also like to uh, bring to this gathering that uh, uh, we see as, uh, as uh, Professor all, uh, uh, everyone was also mentioning that we don't have uh, the good infrastructure in terms of public infrastructure, in terms of uh, private investment, in terms of corporate or community-led any investment. So uh, our uh, tourism sector, like also our real estate sector, the high income group or you know the five star, seven star, that market is, I would say, also plateaued and uh, 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 really led by the foreigners. Uh, but what about you know the, the middle income or low income tourism, something affordable? Uh, that is not you know uh, happening and people don't know about your neighbors uh, uh, for example uh, uh, you know sri lanka or even different part of india bangladesh uh, there is so much of disconnect uh, schools colleges they also take you know people to trip to look at it learn from each other so i think really south asia can do our our part of the world east asian countries they have developed their infrastructure so great and now everywhere so I think we should uh, uh, look into how this premium can also, you know, uh, being affordable and uh, we can have this mix and match so that uh, some uh, using leveraging private investment, some public uh, uh, infrastructure is also there so that, uh, uh, yes, there is premium, but also there is uh, affordability. In terms of slow tourism, ma'am really highlighted one very and also very uh, innovative and new concept. Uh, slow tourism, especially during this pandemic, uh, I would say uh, in our part of the world, uh, the digital infrastructure, internet connectivity has been really poor. Uh, if you go anywhere, be it Bangladesh, India, but anywhere, I think if we really work upon this, um, this digital infrastructure, uh, so it will be so great and, uh, 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 and uh, that also leads me to, you know, uh, another uh, issue that uh, uh, since our region is also, I would say, not that mature, uh, a lot of contestation is also there between, uh, you know, because the, uh, the tourism becomes also the livelihood issues, and then local communities get in and there is also rift, as, as we were uh, also talking. So protectionism or local economy, that matters. I think uh, uh, the leadership can really take a call <clears throat> like, you know, you have, uh, you, you have to leave vehicle or hire the local vehicle and other things. And because of this, uh, there is a lot of security issues also. I would say uh, gender security, old age people also don't feel secure. So many things and it is it really doesn't look good uh, to the world for our part, <clears throat> the country uh, 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 and our and neighbors also. So I think some education uh, related to that and uh, we can be open to uh, uh, tourists because really ours is a, a land of faith and we, we are open and we propagate this idea of uh, Atiti Devo Bhava. Uh, all of our subcontinent. Uh, and I really wanted to ask that, ma'am, how uh, the, uh, the uh, tourism in, in Sri Lanka is looking into the aspect of testing and vaccine and uh, how optimist the situation is uh, because international transfer and everything is coming. So is the testing being uh, uh, focused more or at the entry? And uh, what, what is the situation there about vaccination and what is the plan in coming three to six months? Uh, how do you look? So that was... My, thank you once again, ma'am. You can so many questions you can choose to uh, or uh, uh, leave uh, as you decide and yes, focus on your thing. Thank you. Uh, so, thanks a lot, uh, Dr. Arjun. So, now 
uh, it is up to Mahasika. You just jot down the question. Maybe overlapping questions are there. Summarily, you can respond. And then we will wind up, okay? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for these uh, valuable feedback and comments and uh, the clarifications. Uh, I'm going to attend to them. Uh, but uh, first, of, uh, first of all, I must tell that uh, the most important thing is in new this new normal uh, scenario uh, it's a kind of a shared responsibility of all the people it's not only the government it's not only the other regulatory bodies or it's not only the uh, defense or maybe local communities service providers tourists they also uh, all of these uh, parties have a shared responsibility and they all have to play this part effectively. Otherwise, it would be a failure. If any part of uh, is going to fail on that matter, if, if no one, if any party is not responsible, and, uh, in, uh, I mean, they are not uh, in a uh, responsible way, they are not going to uh, respond, uh, the whole system will be collapsed again. Therefore, uh, that is very much important to keep in our mind that this is a shared responsibility. We all have that. We all have to uh, focus on that. So in here, uh, in some uh, feedbacks, I have a, a few uh, issues regarding uh, whenever the tourism is getting back, these uh, uh, quarantine and testing and other things. The, the best option that we can have is these uh, air bubbles. Or oh, as I told you, uh, the corridors, uh, uh, Sri Lanka, we can't go for corridors, but uh, air bridges, air bubbles, we can do that. In that case, we will have a kind of a bilateral agreement between uh, uh, two countries or only few countries, among only few countries. So in that case, uh, um, we may not have to go for strict quarantine and uh, testing uh, requirements because uh, we have a kind of an agreement and we know from where the people are coming and likewise. So it, uh, if, if something goes wrong, we can easily attend to these matters because when it comes to uh, global international arrivals it would be very difficult but with these air corridors uh, air bridges and uh, corridors travel corridors we can easily overcome uh, that situation and the uh, travelers they may uh, feel uh, i mean if there are many quarantine and testing procedures are there the, the travelers will automatically discouraged to travel but in this case if if these uh, requirements are a little bit uh, uh, less then uh, it would be a kind of a, uh, encouragement for them to travel under these uh, concept and the other thing is a uh, slow tourism slow tourism can be uh, highly utilized in a new normal situation because uh, with this still the uh, still the pandemic is uh, going on because of that people will uh, uh, they they tend to uh, normally of course we know that when 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 it's about traveling we would like to travel as much as possible within the limited time period as much as places but in here in this uh, new normal situation people uh, will uh, discourage somewhat to uh, travel uh, in 
I mean, in a large geographical area. Instead of that, they will like to stay in a particular place for a longer period of time. So the risk is very low. The contamination is very uh, limited. Contacting with the people is very limited. So that concept is highly and uh, can be widely used. And the uh, most important thing is uh, with this slow tourism is people can learn about since they are staying for a longer period of time, they are learning the cultural aspects, their rituals, their arts, their crafts, their culinary practices, everything, their music, everything. So it's, it's very good to get to know each other, right? So therefore, I think slow tourism is, uh, will be playing a vital role in a new normal situation. And again, when it comes to this, uh, 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 again, this shared responsibility, we know that uh, in uh, some situations, people are not behaving in a responsible way. Even there are protocols, even there are uh, rules and regulations uh, relevant to this. Maybe uh, wearing a mask, maybe ensuring the social distance. Some people are there, they don't follow. So it happens all the time. It happens all uh, places. So that is where we need crowd management. That is where we need to have this uh, mechanism. Uh, maybe uh, we need to get some uh, assistance from uh, the uh, relevant parties. And we have to uh, have a kind of a higher focus on crowd management than earlier. Therefore, uh, that problem uh, can be easily addressed through uh, crowd management, I think. And also uh, some uh, another point which is highlighted is uh, uh, a medical tourism. When it comes to uh, medical tourism, actually, uh, it's uh, the indigenous medic uh, medicine or Ayurvedic tourism is very much famous among German tourists in Sri Lanka. But again, uh, with this uh, new scenario, uh, some, uh, some drawbacks can be happen in, uh, in coming years, but still we have a good potential because we know that entire world is uh, trying to find a, a vaccine, to invest a, a, invent a vaccine uh, to fight this uh, virus. Uh, in parallel, indigenous uh, medical practitioners also trying their best. Even in Sri Lankan context, there are uh, the, the uh, indigenous uh, medicine, uh, medical practitioners, they are trying their best. So there can be some positive effects, uh, we still don't know. But uh, with these uh, scenarios, again, uh, the demand for medical tourism uh, would be again in a kind of a uh, positive situation. And also another thing which is highlighted is uh, uh, small scale and uh, medium uh, uh, scale uh, travel sector. Uh, in here, again, if we can go for like uh, agro-tourism, rural tourism, community-based tourism, in here with, with a minimum cost, uh, you don't have to uh, go and stay in seven-star hotels. You don't have to go 
and stay in uh, five star or other luxurious boutique hotels you can just stay in a homestay for a certain period of time you can uh, involve with their daily activities and learn things you can go for farming with them likewise uh, these type of activities would be in high demand with a minimum cost so uh, that uh, that can be addressed through these type of uh, tourism concepts and also another thing is uh, the uh, virtual tourism or virtual reality uh, here in sri lanka uh, we are in initiative stage uh, there are some coach tours that we have already initiated in in the websites of uh, Sri Lanka Development Authority. Uh, we can see how they have uh, initiated this uh, uh, technological uh, sector into a new normal situation. So uh, these are the things uh, I think uh, I'm expecting to. Uh, yes, and also uh, the word of mouth will be playing a vital role because uh, that is the strongest way of promoting any uh, destination or uh, tourism sector so uh, we need to give a proper and uh, memorable experience for tourists so they will spread the word so uh, we can easily recover the tourism sector uh, within a very short period of time i suppose so uh, these are the I, I i i have mentioned about uh, regional collaboration in regional collaboration. Uh, yeah yeah Yes, in that case, uh, again, uh, that is very much important because uh, we know that when it comes to the Sark region, the entire region is blessed with many natural attractions and cultural attractions. It's not only the nature, but also the heritage value is very much high. So if we can get together and have some mechanisms to uh, attract many more people, uh, international tourists that would be a great opportunity for all of us so in that case if uh, that uh, collaboration uh, play a vital role so uh, finding out or maybe doing some researches or maybe some collaborative activities or uh, air bubbles or corridors these type of things we can easily apply it and uh, in a collaborative manner we can uh, face the situation, I think. Okay, thank you. And, uh, Anything else you want to say? All thing, all are covered. Uh, thanks, thanks uh, a lot. So, Professor Elias, do you want to add anything? No, I think it's okay. It's, it's fine. Okay, no? Dr. Yeah. Dipendra? No, please. Thank you so much. It was a wonderful presentation. Uh, so, Arjun, may we summarize and conclude? Yes, almost lunch time for everyone. <laughs> ah, people are hungry. Only there was a question I saw that uh, some Darsana Priya has written here. I think maybe your student, no? Mahasika? Yeah. So, she wrote that uh, about that um, how uh, this corona or COVID situation taken only tourism in the back and that uh, what about that uh, terrorism that, uh, that previously the terror attacked on the um, that is uh, what you call on the Easter time. That's Easter attack, yes, which, which occurred in uh, 2019 in month of yeah. April. 
last year yeah 2019 yeah, year. and another another yeah. question series here what is the contribution of china not thus by sending tourists but through their <laughs> contribution in investment investment uh, for tourism promotion all these things maybe many chinese company are working in uh, in sri lanka that's why she wants to know i have no idea so if you tell Otherwise, yes, okay. there are uh, yeah many initiatives from uh, Chinese government. They have taken uh, some development projects, uh, which are directly or indirectly uh, uh, involved with the tourism sector. Yes, that is there. That support so, yeah. is there, and also uh, when it comes to Easter attack, that was again a huge uh, uh, breakdown for us in that. Uh, year at, if you can remember but within very short a period of time we uh, got it back bounced back to the normal situation and the uh, the normal scenario has been uh, uh, restored yeah. so uh, that is the nature of the tourism industry i think yeah. it's it's uh, it's vulnerable to uh, outsource and uh, external things but still it's getting back again it will never fade away entirely it will uh, get back immediately thank thanks a lot so uh, I think, Arjun, we can, uh, we have come to an end now. Uh, this is the lunch time. So through your constructive uh, lecture, we have learned a lot, especially so many information so we got here. Only thing is that other uh, from market production activities, as I was giving thrust on the production activities in the my first writing in the April, that otherwise the whole economy will collapse. So that is the essential part and the agriculture. So that has uh, been going on, only that uh, there is a lag in the educational sector and the tourism sector, if gradually these are also open, then I think uh, there will be so much of revival because if political uh, means uh, discourses and um, uh, processions can go on, I think, and that cannot uh, spread the coronavirus, definitely with some caution, tourism and education can be promoted, only not that uh, telling that uh, maintaining all this protocol if you want you take decision so because uh, for the one or two days uh, holiday if you have to maintain so many protocol uh, the local tourist cannot visit suppose if i want to visit uh, suppose bhutan for one or two days holiday which is possible but for, for this covid maintenance and all this is uh, not a possible there you cannot do even for a uh, educational exchange. Uh, I had to take some PhD. Bye bye. I could not go to Bangladesh. Even Professor Elias also invited yeah. me. I could not. Even neither they could visit the India. Yeah. So uh, we hope that this is education simultaneously tourism. When we visit for an examination or a conference, simultaneously we visit some tourist sites also. So it's a partial activities, you can say. So we hope that in near future, as soon as possible, this all will be smooth restored. and there will be, uh, uh, it will be restored and people can move around and, and in future for Sri Lanka's case, I think uh, that uh, there will be a breeze again of the Ramayana period so that we can take our own vehicle and visit conveniently without spending so much money by air travel, even from Bangladesh also through India, they can visit. Yeah, so yeah. this should be allowed, I think, uh, despite this international border or bar, because it is not only benefiting one country. So if integrated approach is taken, everybody is allowed. Okay, you can take the permission, all these things, noting down of the registration and others. 
I think it mutually benefits both countries, all the countries who visit, so whether from India to Bangladesh or Bangladeshi people to India, similarly for Sri Lanka A to B, B to C. So only, uh, only, only for some miscreants only we um, put embargo for everybody. So that, that is not good. It's a win-win situation. So tourism benefits all who visits as well as this through their cultural exchange, through the exchange of ideas, through the exchange of knowledge, the health improvement, and, and many more, so like that. So again, I thanks to all of you for IMPRI for giving me opportunity to moderate the session, to the discussions, Professor Elias Hoshen, uh, Dr. Bipendra, and uh, Dr. Simi, Dr. Arjun, and last but not the least, the main speaker, Mohensika Disanayake, and her students and other participants in this lecture series. Thanks a lot. Yes, thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Have yeah. a good day. Thank you, everyone. Have a good day. Have a good day. Have a good day. Yeah. Good day. See you. Yeah. Bye bye. Okay.